Next up, the second annual Rick and Rick Awards Part 3. That's right, our special series on the Rick Worthiest Marketing of 2018 continues. With our totally subjective, unscientifically selected favorites from the year that was. And this time out, the best mobile marketing of 2018. Including blockbuster efforts from brands like Nike, Burger King, ESPN, and more. So let the celebration begin right here and right now. On the one show where everybody's name is Rick. And everybody rules the world. Happy New Year. I don't think, I think this is our first new show of the new year, right? I, I think it is. I think it is. Happy New Year to you too. Wow. Do you have a, do you have a good holiday and a good New Year's? First part of it was awesome. And, and the second part, uh, I hurt myself. So I've been recovering from that. But, uh, but overall, very good. How about you? It was good. It was good. It was quiet. It was uneventful, and which are, you know, pretty much the two best things. Awesome. So you uh, had children home from college, at least one of them. Is he still around for a yeah, while? He is. He is. He's on the semester system, so he doesn't go back for a few more weeks. So he's he's enjoying the time off and recuperating from his uh, his first semester at college. Yeah, I love those breaks. I've long forgotten them. Could you imagine like, oh, twice a year having like four weeks off? I, I can't even imagine, but that would be that would be magical. Yep. Absolutely. We, we probably took it for granted back in the day. All right. Well, we've got a super cool show for you all today. This is the second annual Rick and Rick Awards, and it's continuing with part three, best mobile marketing of 2018. This is where each of us will count down our top three favorite mobile marketing initiatives from the past year. So let's get cranking here. What's your number three top mobile campaign? So as you know, I'm a gamer. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, this year has been no different. In fact, I, I should be embarrassed to say this probably, uh, but I just got a thing from Microsoft that said I was in the top 5% of gamers. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, is it something I should be proud of or something I need therapy over? And right, I'm not right. sure which it is. Maybe, yet, both, but, maybe uh, both. So so for this year, there's a, I, I went to focus on this particular mobile app. Uh, there was a game that was released uh, back in 2017 called uh, Player Unknown Battleground, PUBG for short. And it was a battle royale game. It was uh, kind of reinvigorated uh, that style of gaming. It wasn't the first one, certainly wasn't the last one, uh, but it, it stood out as one that really got people excited about it. And the uh, the game was inspired by stuff like The Hunger Games or even a you know an aptly named movie called Battle Royale, where uh, all these people were dropped into this area and they had to battle to the death. So the 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 this developer used that as an inspiration. He created a couple mods for other games uh, before releasing his own game, which is uh, this PUBG game. Um, the premise is super simple, uh, but it's it's the game itself isn't as simple. You and 99 up to 99 other players are dropped, parachuted onto a, this large island, and uh, it's a first come first serve where you have to scavenge for for weapons and equipment and all this other stuff. While at the same time, the world around you is shrinking, and so they're forcing everybody to the center of the the map or to a a particular region on the map. Uh, uh, and so what the what the the goal is is to fight all the other characters and be the last one standing, right? So it's pretty simple. Well, it came out on the PC. It took off. It, it went crazy. They they then released I think the um, the Xbox and the PlayStation version of it. And this last year they dropped it out on the mobile device. Now people have tried to do you know first person shooters or you know combat kind of games. Uh, for a long time, and for whatever reason, they've never been able to kind of catch that magic and, and get people really excited about it. 
this game is different. And somehow they, they found a way using the same technology, using the same game engines as everyone else to develop a game that got a lot of traction, uh, dropped it in, into worldwide markets. So not only in the US, but uh, around the world, particularly in China, where there's a huge, huge uh, group of people who are gamers. And this has become the number one game, mobile game, this year, in 2000, or last year in 2018. Uh, so huge kudos to them. So for that, the fact that they've, they've reinvigorated the whole mobile gaming experience and got everybody excited, have people playing around the world and become the number one game worldwide, I'm, I'm going to give them my number three position. Wow, that's an awesome number three. My number three for this year is Whopper Detour. This was a offer, a special promotion from Burger King that offered people a special coupon for a one cent Whopper any time that they happened to be within 600 feet of a McDonald's. So this app would ping you if you were within 600 feet of McDonald's and offer you a Whopper at one cent to go redeem. Well, obviously we were talking about this. I'm not going to download a special app and then go to McDonald's just to get a one cent coupon for a Whopper. But as a publicity machine and as a way to get people to download the Burger King app, this turned out to be brilliant. They had more than 1 million downloads in the first 36 hours of this app's release. Wow. Wow. Shot to the top of the app store. It turns out to be a fantastic idea for super fans of Burger King. So hats off again to Burger King. It's our second category, third category that they've been in. You know, I, I, so for me, uh, I also have this on my list. Uh, this is my my number two. Number um, two. And it, it seems like more and more you and I keep talking about Burger King. It seems yeah. like every time we, you know, surf the web, we find another great example. I mean, we've talked about their net neutrality awareness campaign. Yeah. We talked about their AI written commercials. I mean, they, they, they just repeatedly seem to nail it. This is a company who should literally write the book on how to do you know this this idea of viral and social marketing because yeah. they are they are nailing it. So anyway, so I I picked this one as well. Uh, I I thought this was fantastic. It's a simple idea, you know, this idea of you know going into or being near a McDonald's and being alerted if you have the app and getting a burger for one cent. They were giving these things away almost. I yeah. I think they just charged a cent so that you know they could show a transaction and and it was fantastic. It was multifaceted. And what I read was that they had done this originally, or maybe this was what was pitched to them as a way to promote their order ahead feature of the app, which right. is a big differentiator for them. So they could say, hey, you know, you you want a burger, that's great. Order it. And by the time you get here, it's done, it's hot, it's ready for you. Come pick it up. Yes. Which uh which is kind of a clever thing. Although I, I do think that the the whole within you know, 600 feet of McDonald's was or just a PR ploy, but <laughs> just to troll pretty, McDonald's. Pretty yeah. hey, by the way, by the way, when I was talking to my son earlier today, I was going through the list with him and he's like, dad, this is my favorite for the year. And I hadn't even heard about this. So wow. kudos, they, they, yeah. they crossed the generations. Okay. So my number, number two, two is unconventional. This campaign freaked people out. In fact, in no way would I ever advise a brand to use this exact same tactic in, this, in the exact same way, but it's a hell of a lot of fun and, and could I could see where it could be modified into something that is at least in the vicinity of acceptable. So my number two pick this year is ESPN, Why Aren't You Watching? So this was part of a much larger integrated campaign. It was designed to promote ESPN's coverage of the NBA Finals this past June. So ESPN set it up where they sent, I mean, prank level personal 
personalized messages to iPhone users in New York City to ask why they aren't at home watching the NBA Finals. So someone sitting on a bench, this was the example that they gave, someone sitting on, the, on a park bench might receive a message like, enjoying a rest on the bench? LeBron isn't. So each one of these messages would be a comical play into, in that instance, LeBron James of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And it, then it would prompt people to you know, hey, get home and watch the game. In fact, I think, I could be wrong here, but I believe that they were given the ability to stream the game right then and there on their iPhone if they wanted to. Now, this was not a opt-in. This campaign from RGA New York used iPhone's airdrop feature. The airdrop feature that A, most people don't even know about, and B, if turned on, enables iPhone users to transfer files directly between the iPhone and like a smart TV or something like that, as long as it's within 30 feet or so. So iPhone users had no idea it was coming. So they were interrupted without permission on their iPhones in, I think it was five different locations in New York. So they must have had interrogators set up, sensors to read when a iPhone with the airdrop enabled passed by and then sent the special message. It had to have been customized to play into whatever the person was doing, so there had to have been a crew on site as well. I haven't seen a viral video to this, and in fact, it was just a test, but I think that there could be a really, really fun way to use this technology in a campaign that doesn't quite cross the line into totally creepy film. So that's my number two pick for this year. You know, it actually was in my uh, my cut list. I, I, it's funny, you and I have never talked about this one. I thought this was a really interesting way. I, di I didn't realize until you just described it how creepy it was because yeah. i was enamored with the technical aspects of right, it right. Uh, but definitely a little creepy definitely yeah. a, uh, feels like a little bit of an invasion of privacy uh you know in my in my better mind i hope i would never recommend that to a client uh but you know it's it's interesting to, to try and find ways to leverage this uh these right. new technologies and personalization and you know be able to do something like what they did i when i first read it i thought it was just you know kind of citywide they were blasting out all these airdrops saying yeah. hey why aren't you watching the nba finals which i think is pretty clever by the way but yeah. um, it sounds like maybe it was a little more creepy than that yeah i think that this one goes too far and again they were literally just experimenting with the technology themselves uh, but i do believe there are applications of this technology where where there is almost the sense of of it being a surprise that someone has already pre-opted into. The technology, very cool. Application here does cross into, in my opinion, cross into Creepyville, but I, I did think it was a lot of fun for what it was. You know, I, I bet you if Burger King had done this, it would have been more of a public service announcement of, hey, did you know that right. people can just send you messages randomly uh, and still somehow would have been quirky and funny and, yes. and sarcastic in the way. That actually is a really good point because it, in a different brand's hands that would have come across even if it was as interruptive as this one was, as being a public service to the, the user. I don't think people would be as offended. They'd have a lot of fun with that. That's a very good point. All right. So my number one, number and, one. You know, this one, uh, this one I didn't see at the time. Apparently this just happened uh, a few weeks ago. Um, so Nike got together with Facebook uh, and were testing out some, some beta functionality. And, and Nike wasn't alone. There were several brands that were doing this. And they were testing out the AR functionality built into Facebook Messenger. Did yeah. you hear about this? Yes, 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 yes. This is very and, cool. And, yeah, and so what they decided to do, and in the, in the experience is called uh, 
Kiri 4 red carpet experience uh, is uh, that I think I think it started with a message they sent to users, kind of like an invite, and the user then opted in. Uh, so not so creepy is the last example. Right. And uh, the the camera would turn on on the phone, and within the space uh, within the space the the user was in, they would see a pedestal with this new Nike shoe. It's a red shoe. I think it has like a gold swoosh or something like that. And then uh, allow the user to then move around this pedestal because it's a, uh, an AR and augmented reality kind of experience. They were moving around this element and they could see it. They could kind of interact with it a little bit and learn more about the shoe. But the cool thing is, is they backed it up with a chat bot. And so the chat bot could do things like answer questions about the product, could, you know, actually answer almost any uh, question probably. Uh, but most importantly, allowed them to then order the product. And so this was so successful that within an hour, they sold out the whole shoe line. And yes. so, um, you know, in, in all measures, both from an engagement from, you know, a sales perspective, this was well, assuming they had more than about like 10 pairs in a, in a warehouse, you know, this was a, a very successful uh, campaign. Yeah, I can see the Nike Arati loving that. It was an AR experience that enabled the user to place a purchase right then and there. And I think that is that is huge. In fact, one promotion that almost made my list, it's kind of like an honorary mention, it's not incredibly creative, but it has an important functionality like that. And that was uh, Domino's has used AR filters, you know, the lenses that people use for yeah. uh, Snapchat and Instagram. Brands love them. People seem to you know dig <laughs> using the taco face filter from Taco Bell. But what Domino's did is they had the thing where if, it's, if you're training the, the lens on your own face and taking a selfie, it was a pair of really cool sunglasses. And in the sunglass reflection was a Domino's box, and it's open to the pizza. But if you train the lens away from you, you know, using the outbound camera, you would see a pizza floating in air, and you were able to place a purchase right there within Snapchat. And I think this is super cool. Well, so, so tell me, what is your number one? Okay, totally cheating on this one. This is not even fair, but there is a method to my madness here. So this is my favorite mobile initiative of the year, but it actually has nothing to do with mobile phones or even a consumer device at all. In fact, the way I was kind of thinking of this one is if you think about when we did the best AR experiences, I think episode one, uh -huh. or first episode in the series, you know, we talked about how live AR is so great because the audience can suddenly engage and have a brand experience without having to have a mobile phone or a device. This is kind of like that for a completely different scenario. So my number, number one, one is Adidas here to create legend. It gets my number one spot because of of the wireless and mobile technologies involved, including there's geofencing via, I guess it must be RFID chips. And from what I can tell, mobile transmission of content. So it was a promotion at the Boston Marathon. Adidas created a system whereby they could create personalized videos for all 30,000 registered runners that day and have the videos wow. ready and online and shareable on social media about two hours, three hours after the race was over. This Holy was incredible. Cow. They essentially created this memento video for you, personalized to you. And how it worked was they had a prepackaged video with areas where they would punch in the personalized information. That way they could have it all just ready to, to punch in you know, information and video of you during your race. RFID tags built into the like racer bibs with the number. Well, there were interrogators at different spots throughout the race that would trigger the video to start capturing them. Like, hey, I'm just passing this threshold, capture video. It was a group of people. It wasn't like it was 
zeroed in on just your face or anything, but it showed you actually crossing that big portion of the race. And the RFID tag was taking all your stats, you know, the time to that section, your pace and things like that, that all were integrated into the video that literally was done automatically on the fly and then ready within about two or three hours after the race. I just thought this was a spectacular application of technology and a, and a different or kind of a reverse twist on mobile. They didn't have to do anything. The mobile technology was working for them. And my, my favorite thing about this is for Adidas, so obviously complete, perfect, exact target audience for them. But as importantly, Adidas was not tooting its horn here. It was helping its target audience toot their own horns to enable them to have this hugely valuable memento or what is a pretty significant event to do the, the Boston Marathon. So I just thought this was perfect match of brand, audience, and application of, of mobile and wireless technologies. That's my number one. No, that is that is fantastic. So were they basically using the RFID to uh, capture the person at each uh, of the different milestones within the race? Yes. And then threaded those together uh, at the end and then built the video? Yeah. So they had most of the video already pre-built. It was about the Boston Marathon, but then it would run your statistics kind of on screen, but then it would insert you right into the action at the appropriate times. Or pro I don't know how many portions of it were punched out video, but you literally got to see yourself or at least you and that group of people that crossed that certain point in the race at a certain time. And you had all of your statistics captured and all, all of it presented and given to you from Adidas. I just think this is a brilliant idea. And I hope other brands do this kind of thing, not just in races, but there's got to be other significant communal events where it's impossible to create these kinds of things on your own. It's a great opportunity mm -hmm. for brands. No, I, I absolutely agree. I and I, I agree with you making that number one. That's fantastic. Cool. All right. So I think that rounds up our top choices for favorite mobile marketing initiatives in 2018. Please tune in for the next episode where we'll continue a rewind on the coolest marketing of 2018. So this is Rick Matheson. And this is Rick Wooten. And hit us up on our website at rickandrick.com or on Facebook or Twitter. And let us know what you think. Are there mobile apps or mobile campaigns that we missed? Let us know. And be sure, as always, to tune in next time for the one show where everybody's name is Rick and everybody rules the world.